0: Welcome to Grief with Grace, the podcast for mothers who have children in spirit and who are now navigating life after the unimaginable. I'm your hostess, Lori Latimer, and I am one of those mothers. Each week, my guests and I will be sharing with you insights, stories, tools, and inspirations to help you find moments of joy in the everyday, because even on the darkest days, there is joy if you know how and where to look for it. Welcome back to this week's episode of Grief with Grace. I just looked at the calendar and I am recording this on April 9th of 2021. So we are not even three and a half months into the year. And I have to tell you, I am exhausted. Um, I also just looked before I hit record on this. Um, I looked at my podcast hosting platform, whatever the technical, technical term for it is, I don't know. Um, but it's where I go to upload these episodes, and I can look at my stats. And I clicked on something, and I noticed that, um, so this will be episode number 47. I'm just over nine months into this podcast, and so in three more episodes, I will hit 50 episodes of this podcast. And that's part of what I'm going to talk about today because it's something I'm celebrating and proud of. And I will explain why as we get into this episode. So I think many of you listening, and I may have even talked about it on an episode, but many of you know that I still do freelance paralegal work. I also have my own business. Did you know I have my own business? I do. Um, I haven't talked about it a lot on this podcast for a variety of reasons that don't really matter, but I basically have an intuitive healing business. And you know what? I'm going to be really transparent here. One of the reasons I don't talk much about it is because I don't have a website yet. Um, and I don't know why that is an issue for me, but maybe it's an excuse. It's probably an excuse. Um, regardless. I haven't talked much about it, but I have an intuitive healing business. I have had my own business for many years. It has changed through the years, but I do Reiki. I do breath work. um, I do Akashic Records work. I I help you clear karmic blocks and restrictions. And then I have my grief with grace work, which encompasses all those things too, but where I really help go in and it's It doesn't matter who you've lost in your life, whether it's a child, a spouse, a parent, whatever it is, you know, a marriage, um, I help release and heal layers and layers of grief. So I also produce this podcast every single week now. So I'm busy. For the last several years, for the last few years, I have been very fortunate in that I have not had to work a traditional nine to five job I have been able to make my own hours for the most part um, in my paralegal work. I don't have to go to an office every day. I used to before the pandemic. Um, I would go most days. I don't do that anymore. Um, And I know that I'm very fortunate in being able to have that lifestyle and that schedule. It's something I very intentionally created for myself. That being said, at the beginning of the year, I took on some extra work to help out another firm for a couple of months. So since the beginning of the year, since January, whatever the first Monday of January was, I have been working for several attorneys instead of just one. And that has led to me working more than full time. Um, There are days where I get up at you know, five, five thirty in the morning and start working by six o'clock. And there are days that I don't stop until seven or eight at night. One night I didn't stop until ten o'clock at night. Years ago, I and this was probably around well, it was after two thousand eight when my life shifted so dramatically, I began doing a lot of work on myself and my lifestyle. And I have the tools to take care of myself. I have had them for a long time and yet I'm exhausted. The schedule I have been living and perpetuating, I guess is a good way to explain it, uh, since the beginning of the year has prevented me from, and I mean, this is my choice. Let's not, I'm not blaming anyone This is not about blame. This is just the reality of what's happened. And there's a teaching point in all of all of what I'm sharing with you. Um, But it has led me to not be present on social media much at all, including in my own Facebook group. It's also led me to not have or not create. Again, this is a choice that I've made, but with good intentions, but this has been the outcome. Um, not creating time for self-care like I normally do, not creating time for my healing. I mean, those things have been almost non-existent since the beginning of 2021. And so I am exhausted on every single level, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. What that has led to is a lot of the grief has resurfaced, a lot of the deep grief And it's led me to an understanding of some things that I knew, but maybe I had forgotten. Um, It's led me to a whole new level of compassion for people who do work full time, especially if you had to go back to work full time immediately or shortly after a significant loss. And I did after my mom passed away uh, in 2014. I, my paralegal work was much busier than, that it's, than it has been the last few years. Um, but I was also younger then. And honestly, that makes a difference because that was seven years ago. I have not been able to attend certain functions for Greg's friends that I would have otherwise attended. I have not... Been able to, or you know, again, it's a choice. But I have not been doing regular meditation or yoga or breath work for myself. Again, all of this has led to the grief being much more present and much deeper than it had been for a while. You know, when you're when you're really, really exhausted, when you are just at the end of your rope with things, how easily you cry how much more sensitive you are to everything. And if you're an empath, like I am, you're even more sensitive to things. Um, You cry at the drop of a hat and everything is just intensified and magnified. And that's where I've been for the last, probably since mid to late February. March was really, really challenging. And I'm sharing all of this because it's very easy when you're in that space to feel guilty. I, at times, found myself feeling guilty, feeling like I was letting people down, um, the women in my, the moms in my Facebook group. It's easy to beat ourselves up. I, you know, I, if I went on Facebook once every couple days, that was, that was it. So I know I, I missed wishing people a happy birthday, which sounds like a a small thing, but to me it matters. But what I learned years ago and what I was able to continue and maintain throughout these three and a half months is that self-care is not selfish. It's required. Absolutely. Especially when you are in a period of your life, like I've been this, this year, like you are when you during the initial days of grief. So for me, although I was not able to, and again, I chose not to um, engage in a lot of the normal healing and self-care practices that I had been implementing, um, staying off social media was self-care for me because I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the bandwidth to spend much time on social media. It's so important that we learn how to protect our energy so that when we are going through periods like this or early on in your grief or when you face a health crisis or someone close to you faces a health crisis or you know an emotional crisis of some kind, anything, whatever it is, it's so important that you engage in self-care, whatever that looks like for you. This period of time has also increased my compassion. And I may have said this earlier, but it's coming through again. So, And I don't have notes. And so that's why I don't remember if I said this earlier or not. But it's increased my compa- compassion for people who do have to go back to work in a full time capacity or... You know, if you've lost, if you lost a young child and then and you're a teacher, I know some moms who are teachers and lost young children and had to go back to teaching. Um, so when you go through a difficult time, you have a choice. You can either become a victim and let it shut you down and you can become very hard and very cold. And I have seen that in some Facebook groups, in some posts, in some bereaved mom Facebook groups. Or you can let it crack you open and become even more compassionate. And that's what it's done for me. It's also made me more aware of where I can level up my self-care beyond just the obvious. Um, I know I have not been eating well lately. I haven't been drinking as much water. I haven't been moving my body as much. I've been sitting at my desk working on my computer for far too many hours each day, six and seven days a week. That's not healthy. That's not self care. And yet I was doing it for all the right reasons. And I don't regret it for a minute. But again, it's just a point of awareness. So where in your life can you uplevel your capacity for compassion? Where can you increase your level of self care? And then when you do start to feel guilty or like you're letting people down, like I have over the last two and a half, three and a half months, yeah, it's easy to beat yourself up and to feel like you're letting people down or to feel like you are falling behind on things. So instead of doing that, or mm, let me rephrase that. Because we don't want to bypass that. We want to honor that and acknowledge it and and address it. But in addition to that. Where can you celebrate yourself and appreciate what you are doing? So for me, one of the things I can appreciate is that I'm doing—I've been doing this to help someone else out. I don't regret that for a second. Something else that I can celebrate is that even with this crazy schedule, I have still managed to uh, record, produce, edit, create, and publish my podcast every single week without fail and a newsletter every single week without fail. I haven't posted about them on social media very much. There are some weeks I haven't posted about them at all. But the people who are subscribed to the podcast get notifications each week when a new episode goes live. That's not been easy because it takes, a solo episode probably takes a couple of hours um, between recording it, Editing it, uploading it, writing the show notes, writing the newsletter, creating the graphics, all of that. An interview, and I've done several interviews throughout this period as well. An interview can take four hours, six hours between the prep work before the interview, recording the actual interview, editing the interview. It's very, it's, it's much more time consuming to edit a an interview with someone than to edit my own solo episodes, because I'm the only one talking. So um, it's easier to edit. Um, and then all the other things, you know, the graphics and and all of that. So it's a significant time investment. And yet I've managed to do that every week. I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back. Well, actually, you know what, maybe I should. Because if I don't, then I'm devaluing it. And Again, it's about looking for what you can celebrate even in the difficult times. So yes, I'm proud of the fact that I have managed, and there were weeks, I will be really transparent. There were weeks where I seriously thought about just republishing an early early episode or just taking a week off. And then I thought, no, my soul needs this. And the response that I get from people, the messages, the emails, the the text messages, warm my heart. And to know that people are listening and look forward to it and get value out of it keeps me going and lights me up. When I finish an interview or when I finish recording an episode and I hit publish and you know, the, um, and choose the date and the time and hit publish I'm lit up. And it's like this rush of energy goes through me. So when you're going through a difficult, challenging time, yes, acknowledge and honor the difficulty in it. And then look for what you can celebrate, what you can appreciate, what you can share with other people to encourage them and to inspire them. And that's why I'm sharing this today, because I felt I felt very called to share my journey this year because I don't want people to be under the false perception that my life is all, you know, peaches and cream or what, you know, roses and butterflies or whatever pretty little words you want to put on it. I am only two years into my grief journey since losing Greg. And there are days where it's really, really hard. And I have had nights in the last three and a half months that have been, and and days, you know, any time of the day where the grief consumes me. And I know that it's because I have not been choosing to spend enough time on my own self care. So that's why I'm sharing this with you because we all go through difficult times and yet we still can choose how we navigate those times. And what we learn from them and share those with other people and then continue to make choices each day that are either in alignment with where we are or in alignment with where we are headed. Fortunately, the paralegal work that I took on is shifting and it's still continuing in a lesser capacity, but it is still continuing in some way. Um, and it will be for a while but that's a choice that i'm making but just knowing that it will not continue at the same level and intensity that it has been since the beginning of january is a huge relief to me and a big weight has been taken off of me because of that and so i am looking forward to more space and more spaciousness in my life i'm looking for more expansiveness forward to more expansiveness in my life and opening back up to my creativity. There have been times where I'll stop my paralegal work during the day because I get flooded with downloads and messages and ideas, and I just jot them down on scrap paper. So I have all this like loose scrap paper all over my office with all these ideas for podcast episodes and programs I'm going to do and people I want to reach out to for the podcast, and there are people that I need to get back in touch with because I haven't had the capacity and the energetic space to reach out to these people to schedule times to interview them for the podcast. And so just the, ah, to be able to breathe that in and to know that that is in the very near future lights me up. So when you're in the darker times, when you're in the challenging times, find the things that light you up. And even if you can't explore them in the moment, Do what I did. Write them down. If it's a book that you want to read, if it's a movie you want to watch, write it down so you don't forget and then circle back to it. Get back to it. It'll be there. So I am sending you so much love, light, beauty, and grace until next week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Grief with Grace podcast. Be sure to join our Facebook community and follow me on Instagram at at Lori underscore Latimer don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you receive a reminder when new episodes are uploaded. And please leave a rating and review so I can continue to bring you fresh new content each week. If you find this podcast valuable, and I hope you do, please be sure to share it with a mom who could use a little extra support. Until next week, I invite you to find a moment of joy today and every day.